0: Take your Bibles and turn with me tonight to 2 Kings chapter 4, 2 Kings chapter 4. We're in a series that we've titled, Faith Bigger Than Fear. I believe in a day and time which we live with all the things that's happening in the world around us, the different events and just uh, life itself, the, the things that life deals to you, I think it's important that we have a faith that's bigger than our fear. It's easy to find yourself afraid of because of this is happening or that's happening or afraid because of certain things in your life. But uh, I believe that for the Christian, we need to be that example during difficult times and struggles. And one of the things that I've seen that I think has been impressive is I've seen uh, different, um, different videos, different things coming across from Uh, There in the Ukraine, as churches are still praying, still meeting together, still singing, still preaching, still getting the gospel out, they're under some very difficult uh, situations. Uh, Even some of the churches, the whole town has been taken over, but they're still holding services, still preaching the gospel and and trying to uh, get the word of God out. And so I believe that we need a faith that's bigger than our fear. We don't know what tomorrow holds. There's not a person here. You don't know what tomorrow holds. And so you need to be prepared prepared for anything. You say, prepared for what? Prepared for anything. Doesn't matter what comes your way, you need to be prepared. And the only way you can be prepared is have a faith in the Lord that's bigger than your fear. If you would please stand for the reading of God's Word, if you're able to. We're going to begin reading in verse 18. 2 Kings chapter 4, and we'll begin reading in verse 18. It says, and when the child uh, was grown, this was a This was a child that uh, the Shunammite woman had. We'll go back and cover that in just a moment. But it says, "When, When the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father, to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said to the lad, Carry him, said to a lad, Carry him to his mother. And when they had taken him and brought him to his mother, he sat on her knees till noon and then died she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God, and shut the door upon him, and went out. She called unto her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. And he said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is neither new moon nor Sabbath. And she said, It shall be well. Then she saddled an ass and said, To her servant, Drive and go forward, slack not thy riding for me, except I bid thee. So she went and came unto the man of God to Mount Carmel. And it came to pass when the man of God saw her afar off, that he said to Gehazi his servant, Behold, yonder is the Shunammite. Run now, I pray thee, to meet her, and say unto her, Is it well with thee? Is it well with thy husband? Is it well with the child? And she answered, It is well. And when she came to the man of God, to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to thrust her away. And the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her, and the Lord hath hid it from me, and hath not told me. Then she said, Did I desire a son of my Lord? Did I not say, Do not deceive me? Then he said to Gehazi, "'Gird up thy loins, and take my staff in thine hand, and go thy way. If thou meet any man, salute him not, and if, thou salute, and, and if any salute thee, answer him not again, and lay my staff upon the face of the child.' And the mother of the child said, "'As the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee.' And he arose and followed her. And Gehazi passed on before them, and laid the staff upon the face of the child, But there was neither voice nor hearing. Wherefore, he went again to meet them and told them, saying, The child is not awaked. When Elisha was come into the house, behold, the child was dead and laid upon his bed. He went in, therefore, and shut the door upon them twain and prayed unto the Lord. He came and he went up and lay upon the child and put his mouth upon his mouth, his eyes upon his eyes and his hands upon his hands. "...and stretched himself upon the child, and the flesh of the child waxed warm. Then he returned and walked in the house to and fro, and went up and stretched himself upon him. And the child sneezed seven times, and the child opened his eyes. And he called Gehazi and and said, Call the Shunammite. So he called her, and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. Then she went in and fell at his feet... And bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. In verse 23, is where we'll begin with our text, so here it says, "And he said, "Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It is e- ne- neither new moon nor Sabbath. And notice what she said, And she said, "It shall be well. It shall be well. I'd like to preach a message I've titled, "Faith that won't turn loose." Faith." that won't turn loose. Let's pray. Father, we come to you and we ask, Lord, that you meet with us. Lord, there's a great need for Christians today to have a a faith that's bigger than any fear that would come our way. But, Lord, it depends on whether we're going to trust you or not. So, Lord, I pray that you'd strengthen us. Lord, help us to focus on you. Help us to learn something from the Shunammite. Lord, that we might have a faith that's bigger than any fear that would come our direction. We do pray for those in the Ukraine, we pray for those in this country. We pray for souls to be saved. We pray for lives to be changed. We pray for those who have health issues. And on goes the list of things that we could call upon, and we'll do that in a little while, Lord, in our prayer time. But now, Lord, I pray that you would challenge us. Give us something tonight that will strengthen our faith. And Lord, I pray that you'd be with me, help me to be what you want me to be. Lord, I pray that I would hide behind the cross that Jesus Christ might be lifted up. May you increase, may I decrease. For this I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You be seated. Faith that is bigger than fear won't turn loose to the Lord because by faith you know it shall be well. We find here the Shunammite woman had her hu- and her husband prepared a place for the man of God. It was at a certain time, Elisha and Gehazi was passing through, and they continually passed by the, the home of this Shunammite. And she said, "I perceive that this is a holy man, a man of God." And so she got her husband to build a little place, a little room, you might say, upon the house at, on the side of the house, and put a bed in there, and so that when they passed through, they could turn in there and they could stay. And no doubt, uh, by doing so, she probably fed him and. And took good care of him and so forth with that. And so one day after that had taken place, uh, uh, Elisha told Gehazi, he said, Go ask the, the Shunammite what I could do for her. She's been kind to us. She's, do, she's treated us well. Go ask her, uh, Should I bring her name before the king? Should I bring her name before the captain of the, of the army, of the host of the army? What is it that we can do for her? And she, he went to her and she said, no, I dwell among my own people. I'm not interested in uh, you presenting my name before the king or anything else. And so Gehazi came back and told uh, Elisha and he said, well, what can we do for her? And Gehazi said, she doesn't have a child. She doesn't have a child. So he said, call her. So she came in and Elisha said, about this time, he said, uh, next year, he said, you'll have a child. And she began to, not necessarily mock him, but began to question him with that. In verse 16, he said about this season, According to the time of life, thou shalt embrace a son. And she said, Nay, my Lord, thou man of God, do not lie unto thine handmaid. She didn't believe. She didn't believe what he was saying. She was probably up in years, uh, possibly, I don't know. Uh, Apparently, she was unable to have a child. They did not have any children. And verse 17 says, and the woman conceived and bare a son at that season that Elisha had said unto her according to the time of life. No doubt, I believe that her faith was enlarged at that point. I believe that her faith grew. I mean, you, would wasn't yours. I mean, if the man of God told you, hey, listen, at this season, uh, you're going to embrace a child. You're going to have a child. And you say, there's no way. Uh, it's not going to happen. And about that season, about that same time that he said, you would... Uh, you have a child. I believe that your faith would be increased in what the man of God said, the representative of of the Lord in that day and time. But that faith was about to get tested and stretched. Can I tell you something here? Every person sitting in this auditorium, God will take the faith that you have and he will begin to stretch it and he will begin to work on it. I remember as as a when, and they still have it now. You don't see it as much anymore. But um, they years ago, they made some stuff called Silly Putty. Boy, I see y'all dating yourself going, on oh, like that. But silly Putty, boy, you could take that stuff. You could stretch it. We always liked it. And it was always bad. We always liked to, You know, you could take it and put it on comics or something like that and pull it back up. And the image would be on that Silly Putty. You did that very many times. Then it gets all different colors and gets black and everything else. But you could stretch it, you could do all kinds of things with it. You could roll it up in a ball, and, and you could bounce that stuff and it' bounce I mean, it would flat out bounce. But you could take it and you could stretch it way out before it would ever break. You know, sometimes God takes you and me. He takes us, and we feel like we've been in that ball that's been bouncing around. He takes us and he begins to flatten us out, and he begins to stretch our faith, because He wants it to grow. He wants it to increase. He wants it to become greater so that in times of great need, you'll come to Him and you'll trust Him. Too many times we don't. In verse 18 here, as I said, he's about ready to stretch your faith. In verse 18 it says, And when the child was grown, it fell on a day that he went out to his father to the reapers. And he said unto his father, My head, my head. And he said unto unto a lad, carry him to his mother. And when he had taken him, he brought him to his mother. He sat on her knees till noon and then died. We don't know what happened there. He's talking about his head, possibly an aneurysm. We don't know. I mean, it doesn't really matter. But something connected with that. and he uh, Possibly some blood vessels burst, and and, in just a little while he died. Can you imagine the Shunammite that couldn't have a child, and, and now the, the, the child, and, and, you know, we read it there, it says, and when he was grown, but he was still a young child because he sat on her knee. He, still, he sat on her knee, and she could carry him. And so he was, was still young, and, and how that this affected this mother. Well, I want us to look at this here and, and, and gather some things from the response of the Shunammite woman and her faith. This faith had grown and now the Lord is working to stretch you here. First of all, I want you to take note of this. Sometimes some things must be laid down in faith. Sometimes some things must be laid down in faith. Look with me there in verse 21. And she went up and laid him on the bed of the man of God and shut the door upon him and went out. You say, okay, preacher. Well, I don't know about you. I, I, as I read that, I began to think about it. Far too often, we hold upon those fears that we have. You cling to them, they become a part of you. You see, how do you know they become a part of you? Because they're controlling you. When fears control you, you're clinging to them. But And we won't lay them down in order to allow a greater faith to have control of the situation. You see, she could have easily stayed there with the dead child. I can imagine this as she's sitting there. She has this child on her knee. And she's rocking him. And the next thing she looks down and she realizes this child is dead. The natural thing. For that mother to have done would have been hold that child to her bosom and begin to weep and begin to mourn and hold him as long as she could while that body was still warm. Heartbroken. Not wanting to turn loose of him. Not wanting to give him up. But she didn't. The Bible says that she took him into that room that they had made for Elisha. that had a bed in there. And she laid him down upon that bed and closed the door and went out. One of the greatest needs in your life and my life is when we come to a place of great fear is to learn to lay it down and walk out. Not just to walk out, but to go to the man of God or go to the Lord. In order to get beyond the natural, as I was speaking there, talk about how that would have been the natural thing. And What was needed, though, was to get beyond the natural and take a hold of the supernatural. She didn't need to do what was natural to see that son come back to life. She needed to get a hold of the supernatural, beyond what the natural person would do. we We must lay that which has brought fear into our lives and heartache, we must lay it down. As long as you're not willing to lay that fear down, that situation down, and seek by faith that which is needed. You'll never get to, to a faith that's bigger than your fear, which touches the supernatural. You say, what are you saying, supernatural? I'm talking about God. Because He's far beyond the natural. And in order for us to touch the throne of God, we must learn to lay that fear down, that situation. First Peter 5, 7 says, Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Did you notice that where she laid the boy, she didn't take him and lay him in his own room. She didn't take him and lay him outside where her husband could see him. She didn't take him and lay him on her bed, in his, in, in his father's bed. But she took him to that place where she felt like that, 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 that she would be in touch maybe a little bit more with the Lord. Laying that child on the bed of the prophet was the first step to faith bigger than her fear. She'd learned that, hey, listen, this situation is too big for me. And I want to get as close to God with the situation... As I possibly can. She couldn't take the child with her. I guess she could have, but she didn't take the child with her. So what did she do? She took it to the closest thing that she could. She laid it upon the bed of that prophet of God. And she went out. She closed the door so that nobody would be going in. And it was nobody else. she she didn't bring it out to anybody else. She, She laid him upon that bed and she walked out. Secondly, she knew where she needed to go. Look with me in verse 22. And she called at her husband and said, Send me, I pray thee, one of the young men and one of the asses, that I may run to the man of God and come again. You know, a lot of us right here would say, Well, why didn't she just get down on our knees and pray? Well, you've got to understand the dispensation in which she lived in the time in which she lived. In that day and time, they would go, if they was to inquire of the Lord, they would go to what they called the seer. A prophet is the seer, the man of God. And Or it would be the priest, either one at the, at the, at the temple of God. But she, she would say, I, I, I'm going to go to the man of God. I'm going to the prophet. I'm going to the seer that he might inquire, that he might get a hold of God, in her mind is this, I have got to get to the Lord. The way that she knew in the day and time in which she was... uh, this was before grace. This was before Jesus Christ came and, and died on the cross for you and I. So what she knew, that in order to get to, to the Lord, she knew already by faith that she had seen how that the man of God was able to pray and she would have a child. She knew that she had to get to God, so she knew she had to get to the man of God. What we're needing today, we need to get to God. But we don't have to go through the preacher. We don't have to go through a priest. We don't have to go through the seer. We get to go directly to the Lord through Jesus Christ. You see, we have a high priest, and that that intercedes for us, and that is Jesus Christ. He is the one that we are to approach. We're to lay that, that fear down, and we're to approach Jesus Christ. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 14 through 16 says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Otherwise, when I pray unto him, he knows my heart, he knows my heartache, he knows my need, he knows everything about me, and I am to approach him. Goes on, he said, the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted, like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly unto the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That time of fear in your life and my life. We're to come to Jesus Christ. We're to lay that fear down. Preacher, where you lay it down? Can we bring it over to your house and lay it on your bed? It won't do you any good, to lay it on my bed. <laughs> Where you lay it? It's called an altar. You know what? We've got away in the churches today from the altar. We've got away from yielding ourselves unto the Lord and, and humbling ourselves to the Lord and, and coming to the altar of God and laying before the Lord that burden, laying before the Lord that fear, laying it down. Getting up from there after we've called upon the Lord and, and sought Him. when you get back to that. You see, the Lord Jesus Himself said, My house should be called a house of prayer. And in that house, there's an altar. We find Jesus Christ making an altar out in the Gethsemane by some rocks. You find him at other places, up on a mountaintop, making an altar, praying himself. You See, just as a Shunammite, we need to get to the prophet of God by faith. We should understand that we need to get to the Lord Jesus Christ by faith, trusting him. You see, what is faith? What is faith if it's not in the great and mighty God of heaven? Faith in man will fail you. Faith in self will disappoint you. Faith in the things of man will fall short. She knew where she had where and who she had to get to in order to get to the Lord. We live in a different dispensation. We know where we need to get to get to the throne of God. We need to get on our faces before the Lord with that that request unto Him when that fear begins to, 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 to surround us. We need to lay it down and we need to get to the Lord. Faith bigger than fear realizes that it shall be well. Look at verse 23. He said, Wherefore wilt thou go to him today? It's neither new moon nor Sabbath. He wouldn't have been working during the new moon. He wouldn't have been working on the Sabbath. He says, neither one of those. So why are you going to the, to the man of God? Why are you going to the prophet of God? And her response was this. And she said, it shall be well. You see your faith already. Bigger than the fear that her son was dead and would never walk again. Never be, never, she would never enjoy his life again. Bigger than the fear of seeing him put in the ground. We see her faith beginning to grow by this statement. She could have made other statements to the, to the boy's dead. She could have said, the boy's dead. But she didn't. She said, it, it shall be well. She could have said, it's not good. Uh, things are going bad right now. I don't know what to do. And, and, and I just got to, you know, I got to do something. No, she said, it shall be well. It shall be well. She didn't say, I, I've got to see if the prophet of God can do something for our dead son. She didn't say that. She said, it shall be well. Now understand, she didn't say it was well to her husband. Look at it. She didn't say it was well. She said it shall be well. Can I tell you until the Lord uh, uh, settles in your heart and, and does something that, hey, listen, all you can say is it shall be well. You don't have to say that it is well. But knowing that God can take care of all things, it shall be well. Amen. And by that having a faith, then as she approaches Elisha, Gehazi and co- Gehazi comes to her to find out if, if it's well with everyone, she responds to him, it's well. You say, how could she change Then She told her husband, it shall be well, and now she's saying, it is well. I'll tell you why. I believe the reason that she could say that it is, is well is because she has, in her eyes, she's come close enough now to see the prophet of God, the one that's going to get a hold of God for her, and she says, it's well now. I'm here. Can I tell you something? When you get into the presence of God, you can say, it's well you can say it's well when you get on your knees before God and you and you lay aside your sins and you lay aside everything that, that is besetting you from getting into the presence of God. And when you get a hold of God, you can say it is well, not it shall be well, but it is well. Amen. You say, well, "Oh, she must have. Did she already know that he would bring him back to life? She didn't know that, but by faith." She said it's gonna be all right. She was inside of the one she was seeking to approach the Lord for her. And she knew it was well. But she also wasn't taking her fear or problem to anyone else before she took it to the Lord. She didn't tell Gehazi the boy's dead. She She didn't tell her husband the boy's dead. She didn't tell the, the young man that, that went with her with, with, the, uh, with the donkey that the boy was dead. How come? Because she knew the only one who could take care of it was God. And she said, He's the one I'm going to first. You know what our problem is today? Sometimes fear drives us to go into everybody else and everything else before we go to God. The first place that we ought to go to any time in our fear is the Lord. Before we go to anybody else, I'm not saying that you don't never share that. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is he is the first one that we should go to. She did share that after she got there. Because, hey, as I found out he was the, the second well, he, actually, he was the third person because God knew, and then uh, Elisha knew, and then Gehazi knew. What we've got to do is we've got to make sure that we go to the Lord first. In her heart, she believed that it would be well. Can I say this right now? The hard part of faith is to realize and to trust that it's going to be well even if it doesn't turn out the way you want it to. What? The hard part of faith is this. Realizing I'm still going to trust God. I'm still going to believe in God. I'm still going to believe that it's right. I'm still going to believe it's well. Even if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to. So many times we gauge our faith on how it turns out instead of how God wants it to come out. We've got to get to a place where we're willing to accept what God's plan is. It may not have been God's plan for that boy to live. We, find, we know that it was because we've seen what took place. But it could have very possibly not turned out that way. You see, the Lord has a plan. One day we'll see for certain, even in those times when we trusted by faith in the Lord and it didn't come out the way we wanted it to, it still turned out well according to the, to the, to the will and the plan of God. I just believe my God's big enough that he can, he can do anything He wants to do. I just believe that God's big enough and, and powerful enough and, and has a plan for my life and for your life that even if it doesn't turn out the way I want it to, it'll turn out what is, is right. And it'll turn out what is good in His eyes. I think that we're going to see some things and when we get to heaven and realize some things that we never seen and realized here. I think that we see tragedies here. I think we see things, and and the the the, the natural thing and the, the flesh is to, well, I wonder why God let that happen. Why, why? Why would they, why would why would God take them home? There's been times that some preachers I know of, and uh, I think of Brother Clifford Rice. Great man of God. God used him in a powerful way. People were saved under his preaching. He was, he was a pastor for years, and then he went to evangelism. And I mean, God used him. And there was revivals and there was people saved. And man, what an inspiration. What a, a great man of God. He preached for me in March. The end of March. I think end of March, first of April, something like that. And he borrowed a overcoat because it was rainy and kind of chilly and stuff. And we took some drives, and he was a little bit different and, and about some things. But he he wanted to talk to me, and we, and we spent time together talking. And he just said, he called me up, and said, "He's said, preacher, what you doing?" I said, "Well, brother Rice, I'm doing you know just a few things here." He said, "I'll be over." I said, "Okay, come on." He get over. There. I said, "What do you want to do?" He said, "Let's go for a drive." We'd get in my truck and we just drive. We'd drive for two hours. And he'd sit there and he'd talk to me. And he'd tell me this and he'd tell me that and he'd tell me this and he'd tell me that. I now see why he was doing that. But after he'd left there, he went and he preached another little meeting. And then he was at my brother's church in Doe Run. He preached Sunday. He preached Monday, he preached Tuesday, and Wednesday morning, he called my brother, and he said, Brother? so said, yeah, Brother Rice. He said, come load my stuff. I've got to go home. He said, okay, Brother Rice got over, and he said, and he was just sick as he could be, weak. He said, Brother Rice, let me drive you home. He said, nope, nope. He said, the wife, that's what he called it. the wife. She knows I'm on my way. She knows how long it would take me to get there. He said, if I don't show up, she'll come looking for me. He got in his truck. He went home. The next day, they put him in the hospital with double pneumonia. In a few days, he was gone. And I'll be honest with you. And there's a lot of other preachers that said, don't understand that. Here's a man that God was using in a powerful way. He's in his 60s and he's gone. I think when we get to heaven, Dustin, I think we'll say, oh, I understand now, Lord. It was the right thing to do. It was well. It was well. And there's things that happens and we can... We can look at the situation that's going on in the world today and we can wonder, why? I mean, what's happening in Ukraine? We can say, why? And I know some people, when I say this, is going to think that I'm terrible. (laughs) But in God's plan, it shall be well. It will be well. Because I believe that it's part of the prophecy nearing us to the return of Christ. And these things must come to pass and these things must happen. As God prepares the next step. And so we've got to come to a place that we're willing to say, it's well. It's well. Faith bigger than fear will humble you as you trust the Lord. Look at verse 27. When she came to the man of God to the hill, she caught him by the feet. But Gehazi came near to to thrust her away, and the man of God said, Let her alone, for her soul is vexed within her. And the Lord hath hid it from me, And hath not told me. Faith that is bigger than your fear will bring you to your knees in humiliation, humbling you toward the Lord as you see that He is your only hope and that He is your only help. Hunter, stand up here on the platform. Right there. Basically, as she came, she told Gehazi it's well. But when she got to the man of God, she threw herself down on the ground and she grabbed a hold of his feet. Now, I don't know about you, but that's pretty humbling. Not only did she grab his feet, but she wouldn't let him go. So much so that Gehazi came over to push her Out of the way. And she began to call upon the man of God as she was on her face with her arms wrapped around his feet. Thank you, Hunter. Wrapped around his feet. If you don't think that's humbling, you find somebody here, we'll have them stand up, and you get down on the ground and you wrap your arms around their feet and see how you feel. Can I tell you something? Faith that's bigger than fear will humble you before the Lord. Our biggest problem as Christians today is our stinking pride. Why are churches so hard-hearted? Pride. Why do Christians not use the altar anymore? Pride. Why is it that we don't see Christians going to the altars and crying and, and weeping over the lost and seeking the Lord? Pride. Why is it that our fears are bigger than our faith? Pride. Because we won't humble ourselves In the presence of God. Oh, how we need to humble ourselves and draw near to the Lord. All pride has to be disposed of in your heart to have a faith that's bigger than your fear. Our pride keeps us trusting self. Our pride keeps us from approaching the Lord. We need to bow the heart in faith. Too many times our heart is loaded with pride and we will not admit that maybe there's sin or maybe there needs to be a change or maybe we fail the Lord or whatever it is that that God is trying to get us where we need to be and and we won't humble ourselves in the face of that fear. And so therefore we don't have a a faith in the Lord because we're trying to work through it ourselves. And we won't admit it's too big for me and I need God. Boy, I'll tell you what, we need to throw our arms around the the feet of God. Get on our face. And humble ourselves before Him. Say, Lord, I need you. Faith. Faith bigger than fear hangs on and won't turn loose he sent Gehazi with his rod with his staff he said go lay it on the face of that boy if you meet anybody don't say anything don't greet them don't say anything if they say something to you don't respond you go in there, you go down there, and you said, you get in there where that boy is, you lay that staff upon that, the boy, that, that boy's face. Many would have said, okay, get up off their feet, or up off the, up off the ground, and uh, say, okay, he's taking care of it now. Not the Shunammite. She hung on. She wasn't about to take a substitute. She wanted the presence of God. She didn't accept the substitute of Gehazi and the staff. She wanted the man of God, the prophet of God. She had confidence in to take hold of God for her son as she took a hold of him and wouldn't turn loose. She said, I'm going to hang on to you because I want God to hang on to him. tell you what we're needing today. We need to take a hold of God. We need to take a hold of His promises. We need to take a hold of His Word. We need to take a hold of the truths and hang on. That our faith might be bigger than our fear. This type of faith that is bigger than fear must take a hold of God and not turn loose by faith. Just as this type of faith moved the prophet of God, so will it move the hand of God. You'll find there, look there again in verse 30, it says, And the mother of the child said, As the Lord liveth and as thy soul liveth, I will not leave thee. Look at the next part of it. And he arose and followed her. When's the last time you got serious enough? That believed God could do what needs to be done. You took a hold of him and said, Lord, I'm not leaving till you're going with me. The Lord, because I know that it'll be well with what you do. Faith bigger than your fear. Take a hold of God. And don't turn loose. Then close them. We then see that what she laid down in faith, that boy, to seek the Lord by faith, she was able to take up again because of faith. Let me say that again. We see that what she laid down in faith to seek the Lord by faith, she was able to take up again because of faith. Verse 36 and 37 says, And he called Gehazi and said, Call this Shunammite. So he called her and when she was come in unto him, he said, Take up thy son. She went in and fell at his feet and bowed herself to the ground and took up her son and went out. Faith that became bigger than her fear. But we're going to have to take a hold of the Lord and we're going to have to humble ourselves and realize that we need God. I'll tell you when the church will have revival, when the Christians take a hold of the Lord and hang on, trusting Him, it won't turn loose. Until he comes. Oh, how we need to take a hold and hang on. You got to lay down those fears. Hanging on to them won't help you. You lay them down. Where you lay them, preacher? That altar. Whether it's that altar or another altar, you find an altar, you lay them on there. Even if you go out here in the woods and took you about three big rocks and lay them together, kneel down by them old rocks, lay on them rocks, make an altar. But lay it down before the Lord. She closed the door on it. She walked away from it and by faith she went to where she could get a hold of God. Get where you need to be. That means if There's sin in your life. There's some things you got to get taken care of so you can get there. If you're away from the Lord, you got to get these things taken care of so you can get there. And when you get there, take a hold and hang on. And He'll come. And it shall be well. I'm not saying it's going to be where you want it, but it will be well. It will be well. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for loving us. Thank you, Lord, that you made it possible for us to take a hold of you. And Lord, that we might be able to have our faith stretched, increased. Lord, teach us to humble ourselves. Lord, teach us, Lord, to lay down that fear. and Lord, teach us to where we can come. And take a hold of you by faith. Help us to trust and take a hold of the promises. and The the very word, the truths of God. Lord, I pray that we wouldn't turn them loose. Lord, we know, help us to believe by faith it shall be well. We'll thank you and we'll praise you. Pray in Jesus' name.